Welcome everybody to the newest segment on the Keys channel and the Keys social media platforms. We're calling this one Keys Education. It's essentially a series where we answer questions that the community has, not even just directly about our ecosystem, but honestly, everything crypto, blockchain, Web3, NFT, you name it, related. Um, we want to share our opinions, answer people's questions because we're educated and we can drop all the knowledge bombs. And yeah, just basically provide value to people as well as maybe coming up with some really cool ideas that our community can pick up and create maybe businesses or NFT collections or maybe act as the foundation of other token startups. I think it's really important for us to start being really, really transparent because as thought leaders in this space and as people who are really positioned to have an impact, this is one of many ways that we can give back to the community by really just sharing all this information that's inside of our head. And I mean, it's pretty straightforward, right? Like I come from a real estate background. I've been in digital marketing, built one of the largest networks on social media. There's tricks that go into that. And these gentlemen have been in the crypto space. Daniel comes from a tech background. Noah's been in the crypto trading scene for many years. So there's no reason why we should hold this um, information to ourselves. And we were chatting today and we started realizing that, look, there are so many questions that are um, even lingering in our own minds. And by doing this, in a way, we also get to clarify the vision, right? Because clarifying the vision enables us to target the headshots more strategically. And we're really in a position right now where we have people reaching out to us, whether it's with Web3, the metaverse, NFTs, real estate evolving into something that is a new niche market with the virtual plots of land and everything that's evolving. And we're really, really in a position right now where this is a very special time to be in this game. And we understand that. And we don't want this just to stick within our office. We want to share this information publicly, hopefully spark some of the members inside of our community, keys token holders and beyond. Sometimes people just you know stumble across some of our content. And the purpose of Key's education is to establish our minds and clarify the vision with the community and everybody that's going to be hearing this. So let's get started. I mean, let's I know there's it. some questions lined up, but- Pop it off, Key's University, let's get to it. Keys yeah, I think the, the first one that we should really, really begin with is NFTs. I think yeah. not only is it the, the topic of discussion for Meta Mansions and our project, but this is something that this entire generation is starting to pick up on. Mm -hmm. yeah. And everybody's got different opinions, but we should just start by sharing some of the thoughts, some of the ideas that we have. Let's, let's start it really basic. Yeah, I think I can just go ahead and kind of what just is explain NFT? what an NFT is. So an NFT stands for a non-fungible token. And a non-fungible token versus a fungible token um, basically come down to actually the supply of the token, right? So if you have 1 million tokens, you can trade one for one. It's easy, right? But for a non-fungible token, the supply is only one, right? So it makes it inherently unique. There isn't another one like it that exists. So because of that, you're not able to recreate it. There's only one supply. So that's the beauty of a non-fungible token versus a fungible token. What's an example of a fungible token for reference? Keys. Keys is a fungible token. Exactly. The US dollar is a fungible token in a way, right? Because if I give you five, uh, $5 and you give me one $5 bills, 
that is an exchange that's fungible. I can exchange you. It's the same value, right? But if you give me uh, the Mona Lisa, I can't give you anything. Uh, obviously, maybe uh, some money, uh, but that that's basically up to the, to the market. Um, it's There's no other piece like the Mona Lisa. And what's really unique about non-fungible tokens and why Web3 and digital ownership is so important in the process of owning NFTs is because it's very difficult to verify digital ownership of assets. And one thing that the blockchain does better than any, any other piece of technology in the world is acting as a permanent public digital ledger for the, tr the, tra the tracing and tracking of ownership of different types of assets, whether it's a fungible or non-fungible token, as well as the transfer of those assets. So what NFTs is, is essentially a perfect synergy of blockchain and, and peer-to-peer and, and, and individual wallets. So I think, I think that's a very key part of NFTs. Yeah, and one thing you got to also think about with NFTs, what makes it different? Like, you know, you have to add some sort of something to the NFT that actually makes it valuable. And in that is the metadata. So the metadata is actually what is owned by that NFT. And in that metadata, you can store a variety of different things. It can store an experience. You can store a photo. You could store a video. You could store a ticket to your airplane. You can literally store um, maybe a sporting event, a ticket to the Super Bowl. So that NFT is basically linked to the metadata. Now, you can't actually have photos on the blockchain because it's too um, expensive in terms of size and, and, and storage. So you basically just have like a JSON string or, or, or in other words, people call it the metadata, uh, the metadata. And that metadata has a link to the image or the photo or whatever it is that you own. Verifying and it. Verifying it, right. And, and the actual uh, image is stored in, a, in, in the best way it, on a decentralized network. So there's something called IPFS, Interplanetary File System. Um, there's other different protocols that you can actually use to actually have fully decentralized storage. And if this image is stored in this decentralized way where no one has, to, no one has ability to access it, there is, it's 100% yours because no one can take it, switch the photo. There's no centralized aspect of it. So you really have to make sure whenever you are buying any, any NFT, you have to make sure that the image that is being stored is in a decentralized manner with IPFS or any other protocols. It's very important too as far as the actual ownership of the underlying asset that the, the metadata is reflecting. Um, and th this is kind of a, a sticking point that a lot of people get, get stuck at because they're like, if I own a $500,000 NFT, why can't I just screenshot it? And I, I think that's a question that can be answered by blockchain as well as decentralized storage systems. There's a difference between owning an NFT under an address verified by the blockchain with legitimate metadata stored on a decentralized platform versus you screenshotting it and putting it onto your profile. Why? It's because the only way you can actually realize the value of an NFT and sell it to somebody and trade it for fungible tokens or potentially even a, another NFT is if that person can verify that they own it through the blockchain. 100%. And the way that that transaction can actually happen is when you have an address that receives that token and an exchange receives something else. So this is what exchanges like OpenSea are really powerful for, is that peer-to-peer -peer transaction with an escrow service that basically takes it out of your wallet um, and then stores it and facilitates that transaction safely. If you screenshot an NFT and use it as your profile picture, I mean, that's great. You can, you can be one of those people. I wouldn't be that guy or want to be that guy. 
But the thing is, you're never going to be able to sell it for the actual value of the original NFT because nobody's going to be able to realize that in their wallet for value. Yeah, and then one other thing is, you know, let's just say the Board Ape Yacht Club, right? In order to get into their Discord, you need to actually connect your wallet, proving that you have the NFT. You can't just go and show them a screenshot and be like, hey, I have one. They're going to laugh at you. You literally go through Collabland, connect your wallet, and they verify that you actually have it on the blockchain. So that's, and then now, because you're, you're in that club, you're, you have access to exclusive drops, you have access to merch, you know, you're access to their, their community. So it's, it's a step further. There's a way to verify you actually own that, photo, uh, that, that picture. Um, and pictures is just the first step. Right. This is what's kind of blowing everything up. But eventually down the line, we're going to use the actual technology of uh, of of the NFT of the blockchain to go and do whatever you like to do. And this is what's so exciting about this space, because for everybody that's tuned in, I mean, some of them might be younger people that are looking for a new project. Some of them might be, you know, businessmen and women who have been around this game and doing things. So you guys, I mean, I'm learning so much, even sitting here, I'm already learning a lot. But <laughs> when it comes to the fundamental business use of this, let's just say Jeff, as a businessman, wants to integrate NFTs into his business and build a community and, and you know, launch pr a product or launch some sort of utility behind this NFT. Where do you even start? Where does the ideation start of how do I integrate NFTs into my project, into my brand? That's All a great that. question. That's a great question because you have to really look at the use case of the blockchain and figure out, one, if it actually matches your use case to use a blockchain. Because you can go and just use a centralized server, maybe like AWS, DynamoDB, and just basically store all your information there in a centralized manner. But once you want to, depending on your use case, if you want to use a decentralized manner, uh, because one thing about the blockchain is that there's a cost to storing data. On a decentralized, on a centralized way like you know Amazon, it costs maybe like a fifth of a cent. It's very very cheap. But on the blockchain, it's actually very comp uh, very expensive. And it's almost impossible to write so much data because it's going to cost so much money. Um, that's why you know a lot of a lot of projects, you know, even to whitelist your users for uh, a mint, cost can cost up to hundred thousand dollars depending on the size of that whitelist. So it's very expensive. So you have to basically do your due diligence to see, one, if you really need to use a blockchain. And if you do, um, then you can go ahead and start utilizing it. Um, go ahead, Noah. Yeah, I think the other side of it, too, is, you know, NFTs have value as art pieces and it's, it's inherent. But the other side of the equation is that they're moving in a very similar direction as their counterparts, which are fungible tokens like keys um, and popular other ones like Shiba Inu. And the cool part about that is that the value of, of fungible tokens as, as they've been around for longer periods of time is really rooted in their utility and their use case. And the same thing we're starting to see happen in non-fungible tokens. And this is where the business uses and the real utility of NFTs comes out. And I think this is kind of where the next step is for businesses. Because, for example, let's just take Nelk as an example. This week, they're launching their, I think it's called MetaKey. And what, it, what they're doing is leveraging their existing community and business model, which is clothing drops that sell out instantly every single time they drop them. And basically saying anybody that owns this NFT will have the equivalent of whitelist access, which means that you get to go in before anybody else and buy and access our clothing collections before the general public. So what that's essentially saying is if you believe in our brand and you like to hold our NFT and you mint it, now we're going to give you a benefit in exchange. And I think a lot of businesses 
can create a lot of value for their customers and their, 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 their service users if they start looking at it as a value exchange. Uh, we talked about this on one of our podcasts where what this is doing is essentially involving the customer in the business cycle and business process in a way that they've never really been able to be involved before. Um, they essentially make the business and what the business is doing is becoming a peer for that customer and allowing them to benefit just as much as the business does by holding an NFT and then utilizing the services that come with it or the benefits. So that's kind of where it is right now with the ERC-721 contract. It's limited in, in nature. And I think as we start to really explore the value in NFTs and where we can go and push the boundaries, there's going to be the next Dapper Labs that comes out and says, you know what, the 721 contract isn't the tip of the iceberg. There's something past that. And I'm really excited to see who, who it is exactly that comes up with that next version of NFTs. And it's inevitable to happen, right? I think it's, it's something that so many people are starting to tap into. And understanding it is one part, but even myself, like months ago, I barely understood it. But now I'm starting to see the applications that go onto this new technology and how we can use it to increase the value of our customer journey from the introduction to the utility to the community aspect. As you just said, people are really starting to grasp the fact that NFT holders now have a stake in the project. Whereas for example, on Instagram, I mean, I've been posting for many, many years and recycling content. Whereas with NFTs, you can't really do that, right? Because it's not necessarily yours. And even if you try to do it and fake it as if it's yours, you have no ability to verify that anywhere and the credit and all these different problems that are currently around are starting to get solved by this new technology. So I think moving forward, in addition to everything you guys are saying from a marketing standpoint, I also see a lot of value when it comes to um, reputation management and having the ability to leverage the NFTs. We were talking about it the other day, how businesses might actually look at your wallet to see what NFTs you're holding to kind of judge you. Inform the hiring process. Right? And imagine, that's, that, imagine that's when, crazy. Imagine when you go and apply to a job, it says connect your wallet. Yeah. It's going to be it, crazy. It's, a direct, it's almost an extension of your real life, you know, activity. NFTs are becoming like your virtual Persona. world and actually having like a verified source that shows you're not just talking about it. You actually own what you're saying you own and you could verify it to prove it. I think that itself opens up a tremendous amount of opportunities, both from a business standpoint and a personal standpoint. Yeah, and you know, there's a lot of cool innovation happening with identity as well. So, you know, imagine having your identity or your driver's license on the blockchain, right? Like, and the government is the one that issues you that. And it's verifiable by the, uh, by, by, there's no way to fake, you can't have a fake ID anymore. Imagine going to the club and they scan your <laughs> wallet and they're like, okay, you're good to go because this is a government verified ID and there's, it's all tra tra trackable. I'm so sorry for the kids of the future. This yeah, is, this I is mean, our there, fault. It, exactly. <laughs> there's, there's, no way, there's no way to fake it. And that's the beauty of the blockchain. And there's, there's so many cool applications. I'll just throw this one out there because it was an idea that came up in conversation with a fellow entrepreneur and also a professor actually at a local university that we spoke with at the gym. When we were talking about NFTs and he, he was, his brain was just exploding with ideas. And the first thing he said was like, man, if I could get my university papers that I have to reach back to my university for verified by 
uh, my master's program or our my, my employer that's looking for verification that, hey, I graduated from Harvard. Here's my graduation paper. Instead of having to reach all the way back out to them, deal with a um, person that's internal to the system, wait a couple days, even pay a fee on top of that to get it verified. Now the schools create a wallet or somebody creates a, a proprietary wallet that partners with the schools as well as an NFT platform that the schools can actually issue one of one verified owner, ver verifiably owned NFTs that reflect your, your, your school experience and your, and your schooling. Now you don't have to worry about the crazy friction involved in the process of getting them verified by employers and, and master's programs, other schools, as well as the cost. This is the whole thing about blockchain is that it reduces friction um, and cost and increases speed and transparency. And when I say transparency, I'm also talking about security because people now don't have to worry about something being fake um, or, or foo-foo, you know? <laughs> so the blockchain re removes all of those issues. It's opening up so many doors. And I think obviously like for us, we're, we're micro-focused on the projects we have, but given the fact that you guys and me starting to have all this information about where the space is headed, what are some ideas that you would say are cool to, you know, dabble into some new ideas using NFT technology that it's so funny. You guys are looking at so each other. I, I bet there's some few, there's a few ones that we might, we might explore in the future, but given the fact that obviously keys token is our number one priority, I think we could publicly share some of these ideas that yeah, we've 100%. had and who knows, maybe somebody that's watching this one day reaches out and they, they do it. Yeah. I mean, one, one cool thing that I was thinking about is making a event ticketing software where any, uh, artist that wants to, uh, you know, host a show, they can basically use these, um, this NFT, uh, ticketing platform where they can go, they can create a, an event and then it and basically creates or mints 10,000 tickets or whatever. Uh, and then all of the revenue for that will go right to the right to the artist. It doesn't go any through any third party, act, um, you know, companies. And then on top of that, let's just say there's a a sale. Someone doesn't want to go anymore. You can basically uh, get royalties, and it goes right to the artist. Because right now, if I want to basically, yeah, there's an ASAP Rocky concert that I can't go to. I sell it to Noah. ASAP Rocky doesn't get any of that money. But with this new idea, it they can, and yeah. um, there's no way to fake a ticket. Uh, there, you know, you're you're 100 covered, and so that's why uh, I was I love that idea in terms yeah. of um, ticketing for for events. I think it's going to be huge. Become the next ticket master. Yeah, if you can find a way to essentially remove the the process and the hassle of getting botted on ticket launches on platforms like Eventbrite and Ticketmaster, and then on top of that, as an artist, have full control over the funding for your project. Once you mint it, you go to the event organizer and say, this is how I want to use it. Instead of the event organizer coming to you and being like, we're partnered with Ticketmaster, you work under our rules. Now you have full agency over your creative, you have full agency over your marketing. Um, everything is now in the artist's control. And then on top of that, scalpers, even if it was to get botted, you're benefiting tenfold um, off of these scalpers because you can choose what royalty you take and actually de-incentivize the scalpers from, from being involved in your project in the first place. But if they were, the artist might take 20% of, of, the, of the ticket um, secondary sale. So not only are artists, would artists be able to get 100% um, control over what, what their activities are and how they market and, and interact with their audience, but on top of that, they get to maximize the revenue potential. Because right now, I mean, 
I have a lot of friends in the music space and we, we speak and some of our investors are also working on NFT artist platforms. And I think that the, the prevailing issue in the music industry, if anybody here is, is in that industry, is that the artists completely lose control and agency over their work. And mm -hmm. it's, it's and they're not... they're frustrated. And they're frustrated. Because they're seeing it. And I mean, you see Tory Lanez selling his album for $1 a pop and instantly you make a million bucks. And what that does is now artists also have the ability to not go through a record label to raise funds for promotions, um, playlists, placements, and uh, hosting concerts, all these different things you can have full agency over now. So for creatives, I mean, these are just examples for music artists, but imagine what, it, what this entails as, as a graffiti artist or a traditional oil paint artist. An author that's yeah. writing books. Or a digital artist. Yeah, like, it, really, it really connects to anybody that has to have support, whether it's marketing, whether it's you know sales and operations. I think this technology is really removing barriers for yeah. you to have ownership of what you're creating, right? So it's it's actually incentivizing people to create. Yeah, and this can all happen in the next you know one to three years. Yeah, this is, it's the, happening. The tech it's is happening. here. It's it's, it's 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 a revolution that's taking place in in in, in front of our eyes. So it's 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 pretty crazy to see, and I'm very very excited to to see what comes next from these young bright minds. I think we should just maybe backtrack a little bit because we're dropping all these ideas, but we haven't even talked about what the process is like to create an NFT, Ooh. where to buy NFTs. Um, let's start there. Absolutely, absolutely. So there's multiple ways to buy NFTs or create an NFT. Um, first, if you want to buy one, the most popular um, marketplace right now is OpenSea. Uh, they have been around since 2017, and uh, they're kind of the go-to place right now. I believe in the last four or five days, they've they've uh, closed over four billion dollars worth insane. of transactions, more than they've ever done in their in their history in the past four days. So you can definitely see what you know what's going on, and, and it can't really say you can't really look past it because it's in your face. It's hard to ignore. It's a it's fact, hard to ignore. right? You it's a fact. Numbers don't lie. The, yeah, numbers don't lie. The stats nobody don't understands lie. it. So if you understand it, you're so far ahead of the curve. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. And so OpenSea has their own contract called ERC-1155. And ERC-1155 allows you to actually create an NFT using their UI. Um, you can literally go ahead, put in your photo, put in your description, your title, and it'll automatically create you an, an NFT. Um, this is kind of a beginner's way of creating one. And it's possible if you wanted to do it. And a lot of artists who aren't really technically um, familiar on how to actually create an NFT collection on a, on a decentralized application, uh, they just go through this method and it works. It works, and there's other there's other um, exchange um, marketplaces as well, so such as Rarible, Looks Rare, all, all these good ones that are coming out. Um, and so you can use all of these to you know sell your NFT and market your NFT, uh, and it's a great place to do it. That's how you buy uh, buy your NFTs or create a simple one. If you want to actually create an NFT collection. Uh, there's a little bit more that goes 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 into it. Uh, first, first and foremost is is the artwork, right? We want to make sure that the art is beautiful to look at, and this can be basically uh, done in many different ways. Through first, you got to figure out what your idea is. You know, think of the utility of, of, of the NFT, uh, not just the art itself. Personally, for me, I feel like it's a little bit too congested, congested with the art. We want to see more NFTs with utility and, and, and gives a people really, a really gives a pe reason. 
to hold NFT. Yeah, yeah. yeah real value. Like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Real, real utility. <laughs> really tell you, our, our, long it's the end of the day. day our <laughs> words are crazy being, AMA. Yeah, yeah. Our words are getting mumbled, but yeah. Basically, at the end of the day, real value. Real value is what we want to see. Yeah. And there's many ways to do that. You know, leverage your network, talk to people, you know, start partnerships. And that's a real way to actually provide value to your, uh, to your NFT. And that's what we've been seeing. We've been seeing so many of that, especially with the key card. You know, every, anyone who has a key card has access to unreal benefits um, and not just the photo on the blockchain. Mm -hmm. So first off, you start with your artwork. Second, second off, you can um, create your smart contracts. Now, there are many services now uh, nowadays where you can actually go and generate your own smart contracts because at the end of the day, you don't want to reinvent the wheel here. A lot of it has already been created, and you can use different types of NFT uh, creation platforms that you just go put in your collection name, say how many you want, and it actually goes and generates a smart contract for you. You pay a small fee, and there, uh, there you go. So it's actually you know within your reach. It's very easy to do. Um, obviously, it's not easy to do. There's a lot more to it, but in terms of getting started, it is very possible. So you have your smart contract, you have your artwork. And the last thing you need is marketing and community management. So these are the biggest factors. 100%, 100%. And at the end of the day, an NFT collection, a project goes behind um, its community. Its community is what really matters at the end of the day. The Board Ape Yacht Club isn't the Board Ape Yacht Club without the holders, right? And you need to put the community first. You need to put them first. And, and the only way to do that is to keep them engaged, making sure that they are 100% um, backing the project. They love the idea. They love the artwork. And they're telling all their friends. And that's the only way to really kind of uh, make sure that your NFT collection will not only sell out when you do, when you do have the mint day, but um, give real value to it. Because people find a home. People really find a home when they go and they join a project and, and they, they level up in the Discord and they're talking to other people every single day. Um, so your community management is very important. And lastly, is the marketing, but I would, I would, I would give Nima and Noah that, that uh, arm of, of, the, of how you create an NFT. Yeah. I'll let them take it from there. I think before we get into marketing, there's one more thing you need to consider. And I just want to throw this out here so that if you're a business owner or you're an aspiring NFT collection creator or artist, um, you can kind of position yourself and understand how you can really drive value into NFTs. The way that I look at it is that there's, there's two different ways that people um, can drive value into NFTs and also um, that answer the question, are NFTs a good investment? And there's, there's two different things you need to think about. The first is, am I buying an NFT as, as an investment or am I buying an NFT for the benefits? If you're buying it for the benefits, that's a totally different situation because, I mean, it can still be considered an investment, but at the same time, what you're buying into when you're buying into the benefits is the community, the people inside of it, the founders of the project, the vision that they have, as well as the business that's behind it. And that's, that's kind of where a lot of NFTs are headed right now. And the value that's driven into the, the, each one of the NFTs is directly reflective of the benefits and the access um, that that NFT gives you. The other way to look at it is just strictly as an investment. And there's a number of different ways you can do this. Uh, some of them are through auctions. If you're, if you're an artist, 
uh, a real estate agent or a designer, you name it. If you have any sort of digital creative, you can monetize that, drive value into it, um, just, just based on limited supply through an auction platform like Rarible. And it's, it's very, very easy to do this as a creative. And I mean, even if it, it's a really great alternative to selling art at a show um, and then having the, the show host take 30, 40, 50% of your, of your revenue generated off your art sale. So that's kind of, there's, there's kind of two different ways. I think that if you're going to go the route of strictly as an investment, you can still provide value to your holders and make money off, off of uh, royalties. I would say as, as a creative, the best place to be is on an auction platform. You can do 100%. it. 100%. And you, you know, Beeple, yeah. he was the first one who sold his uh, NFT for a record $69 million. Mm -hmm. This wouldn't be possible if you just listed it, right? People are you know, bidding for, for these kinds of And it's of one of one. And so here, here's the next, the next level to, to the conversation. It's going to lead right into to Nima's background in marketing. But the biggest thing um, as, about creating a community or creating an NFT collection and making it successful, especially as a business, is leveraging an existing community and providing them additional value within your business ecosystem. And I think that's going to be the real key. There, and there's, there's two different ways that, that NFT collections go about this. You'll do it like Nelk, where you have a really strong, passionate, existing community of customers or service users. And then you say, within our ecosystem, we're going to provide you all these benefits, mint an NFT, plus it looks really dope. You can use it as a profile picture. The other side of it is strictly blockchain NFT projects, Web3 projects that use the NFT as a way to crowdfund their entire roadmap. And that's, that's one of the coolest things about this space, in my opinion, is that it's completely flipping the script on how business works. You can now have no funding and not have to give up any equity to VC investors, friends and family, and take on that risk. Instead, you mint an NFT collection, and the community behind it helps you push and, and get the attention of other people and essentially market your product and your project for you indirectly by putting it as their profile picture, sharing with friends and family. Um, so there's, there's all those different avenues. The last thing that I'll say before we go into Nima's um, marketing talk in relation to NFTs is why would somebody, if it doesn't have a um, use case within a, within a business ecosystem, invest in an NFT and where does the value come from? And I think this is really important in relation to collections like CryptoPunks, which was essentially the original 721 NFT collection. And it, it became a blue chip over the last two to three years as a result. It really doesn't have any use case, to be honest, other than being a profile picture. And I think where what's really unique about NFTs is now we're leveraging people's need and wants for prestige and social standing. Right now, you see brands that are leveraging this, namely the luxury ones, Ferrari, um, high-end high luxury uh, watch companies, designer brands like Givenchy, you name it. All these brands are using the exact same um, business model as an NFT collection, except instead of it being centralized and having all those profits come right back to the company that created it, the profits are being given to the holders. So that this is where the real explosive growth in NFT comes, NFTs comes out because it starts with one person being like, hey, this is a really cool piece of art. And there's 9,999 other ones. And there's a really dope community of people behind it. Maybe they have an influence. They start sharing it. Everybody in the community benefits because now they're being marketed. Maybe the floor price comes up. 
another person, another person, another person, and starts putting it as their profile pictures. Now we're really leveraging the snowball effect, the network effect from a marketing standpoint. And this is where it gets really, really, really interesting. And you can start getting quite creative with the use case of the art behind the collection, because this is what created the blue chip aspect of CryptoPunks. And they never added a use case or utility to it. Now imagine if you're a business or you're an aspiring business and you're able to understand that fact and morph it together. So you get the, the hype aspect with the, the social standing and prestige, you build that right into the art. And you, you make sure that you're considering that the people that hold these NFTs, the key to success is going to be their ability to market it for you without ever spending a single dollar on ad spend. And then you take the business utility and you throw it in there as well. So they, not only do they have a really dope community and a reason to share it, and everybody is kind of self-sustaining the growth of the project from a floor price standpoint, which is bringing in more volume and in turn making your business more revenue in royalties. But now these people also become returning customers and essentially product champions for your business. So when you combine these two aspects, this is the real power of NFTs right now. And I think this is where a lot of businesses are gaining um, solid, solid traction and making a lot of money really quickly. So I hope those ideas can help spark some, some thoughts and some business ventures um, with, with the listeners of this episode because that's, that's the real gold in NFTs, in my opinion. 100%. And before I, I want Nima to go into the marketing, I just want to say Nima, Nima's marketing is one of the best I've ever seen in my life in terms of what he does, how he does it, how he grows organically. The growth hack that he's able to do, it, it blows my mind. And you know, one time I post on Instagram, he's like, what is your hashtags? He's <laughs> like, he's like, you gotta get, gotta get your hashtags in. So things like that, it, you know, people don't really think about it, but he thinks of every single edge, and that's why you you want to listen to what he's about to say on how exactly is the best idea to to market an NFT project, even if you're starting from some 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 scratch where you don't really have a big following. Yeah, I think the most important thing that everybody needs to understand is this is literally the best time ever to be marketing any product or service due to the unbelievable amount of ways you have to reach your target audience, right? Marketing is a process that is a funnel and it starts with introducing your brand, gaining trust, and then developing a relationship with your customer and turning that into repeat business. I remember there's one thing that I learned in marketing. So for whoever doesn't know, I, I probably have spent the last five years, 10 hours a day on Instagram. I've made probably over a million posts, believe it or not. And when it comes to the fundamentals of marketing, what I understood early is that content is plentiful. And although it is your point of interaction with your customers and your partners and, and stakeholders, what it really comes down to, the secret sauce, is distribution and your ability to reach your target audience. And so I learned that in 2014, ahead of a lot of people who were not yet using Instagram for business. And what I did is I created not just one account, not just five or 10, a network of accounts, 42 of my own, around 500 if we include influencers that are in our network. And what that enables me now is, you give me a piece of content, I can put it in front of 300,000 people on story per day, story viewers on Instagram, and probably around five to 10 million per day if we wanted to push it. So you, you start putting pieces together, right? 
when you realize that marketing is just a simple process that starts with introducing, developing trust, and then closing. It's attention turned into interest, turned into decision, and it's still not closed until they take action. So at every part of the process, you have to have a strategy. Introduction requires a different strategy than decision or attention, right? It's, it's really easy to get someone's attention for two seconds, but how are you going to keep that attention and most importantly, multiply it really comes down to your ability to develop trust. We live in a time where you can reach millions of people for free by having a viral reel or a viral TikTok. But what really matters is, are you able to capture and keep that attention? Because it's very easy to continue scrolling. But what's really hard is to make somebody stay there and not let go of their eye contact with that piece of content. So part of my specialty has been in making a lot of people come, but stay there. And follower growth is a process that is the same on every channel, right? If you have the right value proposition to offer your customers, whether you're selling an NFT collection or you're offering a different product or service, what it really comes down to is trust. Trust is something that takes time. You cannot put something in front of someone and expect them to buy it right off the, right off the bat. And trust is earned through your ability to repetitively hit those eyes with valuable pieces of content. And this is when it starts getting interesting because it's very easy to lose customers in today's day and age, right? And that's why having 100,000 followers but having 1,000 likes is normal nowadays because people are all over the place, including myself. The attention span is gone. Attention yeah. span does not exist, but <laughs> what does exist is your ability to capture that attention and multiply it. Meaning you capture it, you get them to share it with their friends, and all of a sudden, you just hit multiple headshots with one move. That's what it comes down to with our ability to reach people at a global scale. And the interesting part about what's been happening with Keys Token, and I'll use this as an example. When we launched Keys, we literally had no help with marketing. And if you guys remember, yep. We were coming here saying, let's do a collapse with Daniel one day, <laughs> then Noah, let's line up. And what we were doing in essence is tapping into your audiences. Exactly. And what we did is created this wave of different audiences from all walks of life that all came and met us in one place. Yep. And the rest is history. So that is an example that is going to be used for meta mansions as well. And I think for anybody that ever wants to launch an NFT collection, you could have the best art and bad marketing, it won't work. You could have the best marketing and bad art, it won't work. And again, you might sell out, you might have some secondary market sales and trades, but you're missing out on what's possible. This is something I'm becoming obsessed with. And I think what we're gonna start seeing is a lot of businesses completely transforming the way they do business, including myself, all of us realistically. Yep. And businesses are going to start realizing that my ability to bring a product to market has changed. You know, my product mix has changed. My marketing mix has changed. Unfortunately, all this information we were fed in university and school when it comes to <laughs> how to conduct business is just not applicable in today's world. Irrelevant. How can you teach someone to post 10 times a day on a variety of different channels, including Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, Reddit, and then convert that into attention that you can multiply and, and have it be 
Go ahead. I was just going to say and convert. And convert through a process that continues to, it really comes down to sharing. And I don't remember who it was that mentioned it to us. I think it was Nav. It was Irve. Irve. Who said that the share is the is the metric key metric to success for social media companies it's a kpi for it's a kpi it is is so as a marketer like if that company that is the platform you're doing business on what do you think your kpi should be shareability so going back to the idea of attention requires its own strategy interest requires its own strategy sharing is part of decision you cannot expect somebody to share a piece of your content without gaining attention and interest. Even after you've had them decide that they're going to share it, they got to take action. So your process of marketing, and I, I think that marketing and sales are going to become one. They already have in many ways, but there's still a lot of companies that are treating it as separate. But realistically, marketing and sales serve the same purpose. When you're marketing a project, you're selling it. When you show up dressed a certain way, you're selling yourself. So overall, I think what we're starting to realize is NFTs really require a fundamental value where you have to combine all of the above, right? You And I'm talking from like a major success standpoint. We're in a time right now that NFT collections can sell out just because, literally just because. There's no apparent reason. <laughs> It's right? starting to be a, bit, be a bit harder than that, though. And it won't stay this way. No. Because this is the unknown. This is like the dot-com boom where nobody knows what's going to happen It's the same next. thing as 2016 when ICOs were just ripping. Every single ICO, you'd make millions. Exactly. Um, and what we're going to start seeing, honestly, is like a lot of people are going to get demotivated because their collection isn't selling out. Yep. A lot of people are going to start you know, going backwards, not realizing that failure is the key to success. You learn more in failure than you do in success. And that's why, like, if your first project doesn't work, do it again and again and again because... Find a way to make it work. And success is something that is is created, right? There is no roadmap to success. You create your own. So when you're building a project and you're trying to put the marketing plan together, there is no one-way street you can take. Mm -hmm. There's a variety of different exits that come along the way. You're one single retweet or repost or share away from getting in front of your target audience at a mass level that that no amount of money can buy. And that's what's so amazing about this time, right? We live in a time where you can create an NFT collection verified on the blockchain. You can take your collection and market it for free. All it takes is time and energy and strategy which you should be able to do if you're actually serious about your project, that is unbelievable. I think there's the barrier to entry is so low and the, the future implications that we're looking at right now and everything that's possible with this technology, social media being where it is today with yes. the low friction and no cost for marketing. I mean, you could reach millions of people by going viral on a hashtag. And this is the magic. It's unbelievable. This Crazy. is the magic of the time because... We're at a time where there's a synergy between Web 2 and Web 3. And what's really, really cool about Web 2 is that it's all about volume. And Web 3 is the exact opposite. It's all about scarcity. And when you take those two things and merge them together, you now have a platform where you can pump volume plays all day and reach your target audience on various different platforms because that's what Web 2 is all about. And then you go on to Web 3 and you take that volume and you just refine it. And this is the, this is the key 
to simple economics with supply and demand. What makes NFT collections sell out is the fact that you can go for free now. Sometimes you do paid ads, sometimes you do paid growth hacking, but you can go for free onto Web2 social media platforms designed around the idea of volume and shareability because shareability is virality. And that's why Meta uses it as their KPI. You can go onto these volume-based Web2 platforms and the, the reason why they're volume-based is because it doesn't require ownership to be verified. You can continue to recycle content over and over again and nobody gets bored. You take that volume, you grow a huge viewership or user base or reach, and then you bring them into a place where all the value and all of the purpose is built around scarcity. And when you have scarcity mixed with high demand, the price goes to the moon. And this is why collections succeed that succeed um, have really large followings and their project has a super high floor price. I would love to pick somebody's brain or even challenge somebody to get creative and, and think about the next step of social media because right now social media is very, very web two centric and I really haven't seen a platform. I know Instagram and, and Meta and Twitter and Snapchat are all working on web three integrations to start revitalizing their platforms in a way that's that's um, sustainable. They're, they're repositioning. But I would love to see what the next Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram is going to be and who the people are behind it because who those people become are the ones who find a way to maximize the virality aspect in a space of scarcity. If you can figure that, that out and the formula to success in, in Web3 social media, you can be the person to take all of the benefits of social media today, remove all of the issues, and then incorporate it with digital ownership and the scarcity of Web3, you become the next Mark Zuckerberg. And that's, that's exactly how it is. Every company right now is trying to figure it out. Twitter is integrating verified profile pictures that you connect your wallet to, and then you get a little ETH symbol. Instagram is adding NFT galleries to their, to their feeds. This still isn't quite the level of, of platform that, that we have with Web2. And it's not going to be, the KPI is not going to be shareability. It's going to be a whole new aspect to the web experience that nobody's even really considered yet that provides leverage points for users to take and benefit everybody involved. Because right now on Web2, it benefits one person, and that's the person running the platform and the business owning the platform. So I really do challenge everybody listening to this, because I think about it every day. How do we make sure that Web3 um, how do we make sure that social media on Web3 is true to, what the, true to what the value of blockchain is all about and Web3 is all about? Figure that out, and you're the next greatest success in the tech space. Awesome. Awesome. That was a crazy value bomb that people would pay to, to hear. So I, I kind of want to wrap it up. There's a lot more work we got to do. But these installments will happen every single week. I, I kind of want to call it Keys University. I don't know about you guys. Let's yeah. do it. University Key. <laughs> University. Exactly. University Key. Uh, Keys University. And we're going to be talking everything from Web3 to blockchain to real estate. To we're business. Gonna have, we're gonna, to the business. We're going to have some really insane people on the podcast. So, you know, watch out. It doesn't cost anything to pay attention. So Digital Collects knows best. My guy, Ty Mercier, you're out there. That's your saying. Uh, we're going to bring it to life. On this. All right, guys. Awesome. We'll Thanks, catch everybody. you in the next one. Peace. Good night.